From the Cats Audio Network, this is Speaking with the Enemy. Just over 30 minutes remaining before kickoff here on Labor Day between the Hamilton Tiger Cats and Toronto Argonauts at Tim Hortons Field on the Journey Rewards Tiger Cats pregame show with Mr. Fantuz and myself, Bubba O'Neill. Now it's time for our Speaking with the Enemy segment, courtesy of Red Tag. Redtag.ca back to the beach sale is on now. Uh, extend the summer heat and start planning for your fall and winter beach vacation now. Book today at Red Tag. Well, for the second time in three weeks, he has come to join us. And now he's giggling. <laughs> Are you sick of me yet? <laughs> well, <laughs> we won't go that far. We're actually hey. really happy to have you here from the booth. And he is the Argos play-by-play voice and very, very assimilated to that program from TSN 1050. Let's bring in Mike Hogan. Thanks for checking in, pal. My pleasure. Are, are you? Because I'm sick of the Ticats right now. I want to see somebody. I want to see you guys late in the regular season and maybe again in the playoffs. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Four times in five. I'm sick of y'all. I saw that stat that in the last 365 days, these teams have matched up ten, ten times. times. What? Isn't that playoffs and preseason I, I even, and just crazy? I can't even fathom that. How would is it, like? Would you be nuts? Would you want to kill one of the defensive backs at this stage? I mean, I. You could see how that matchup could get heated, but yeah. think about the, the line, a scrimmage. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're butting heads with somebody, you know, 50, 60 times a game, times 10 over a year. Uh, there's got to be some some physical, verbal abuse going on down there. I don't know. This is where we need CFL mic'd. Yes. <laughs> this is where we – and unedited. Like, let's do the Netflix version. Who who should they mic on Toronto? I think it's, I think it's Mac today. Um – who would be interesting? Went McManus did it and said, I can't believe you're putting a mic on me because, like, none of this will air. <laughs> <laughs> Shaq Richardson would be interesting. Uh, they did that here a couple of years ago. Didn't go so well. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Don Jackson would be a, yes. a, a good one. Uh, you know, In a good way or is like he just Dylan, the guy that's going to lose it? Dylan would be ideal. Yeah, Dylan Wynn. Uh, in, in, I mean, he's just a funny guy. Yes. Don, he's yeah. witty. Uh, they're, they're both just funny guys. Like to, like to chirp, but also, also the way they talk to their teammates is, uh, is you know, some good quality content for the for the listeners. This, this is Don. This is weird, because Redding, California, small town in Northern California, is like 150,000 people. And at one time, Matt Nickel and Ricky Ray started against each other. They're both from Redding. Wow. Jackson is from Elk Grove, California. Smaller. So is Ryan Dinwiddie. Wow. And so is Saxolit. There's three guys here with ties to Oak, Elk Grove, Elk California. Grove. That's weird. That is strange. Well, What's weird, guys, is the CFL East division. Yeah. Right? Okay. Like, yeah, props to the Argonauts. They lead. They are in first place. But you're five and five. Solid five and five, buddy. <laughs> you know, that's five and five, right? Two and one against the Tie Cats, you know, buddy. Yeah, you know. Harold Ballard Trophy, buddy. We could end up in a tie, though, <laughs> right? But, but you know what? And when you think that the Tiger Cats are three and eight, especially at this time of the year, and, and wins mean so much for both teams. Um, and now Ottawa have yeah. come up, you know, and we didn't speak too well about Ottawa for most of the season. And here they are. Maybe with a quarterback, like maybe Nick Arbuckle has found his place. But what do you is your overall thoughts of this division? It, I would say it's fun in some ways. I, I said it before. I, I think for the most part, teams are better than their records um, across the board. Ottawa, 
Winnipeg should have beaten them. Uh, Edmonton, uh, you guys should have beaten Calgary week one. Uh, you probably should have beat. Well, maybe not. The the, the 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 one of the games was close at least until the fourth quarter against us. Uh, we lost to Ottawa. You know, it, we lost were, to Trey Ford in the Edmonton <laughs> Elks. Look, yeah, but right. I mean, you know what you know what I mean. Like there there were games there that should have been won. If you're if you guys could clean up the turnover problems, you're a way better team than your record, right? It's just that aspect more than anything else. It just flashes. Um, the three games against Toronto, you forced one turnover, uh, uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson interception in front of the Hamlin bench on basically a jump ball last week. And other than that, you've turned it over 10 times in the three games. Like you're not going to well, win many games when you're minus nine against your division rival. Yeah. Flashes is the key word. And all these teams in the East have shown flashes yeah. of greatness and shown that they can get it done against the best in the league. And it, it really is anybody's division. I mean, Hamilton is going to be have hard to beat Toronto because of the tiebreaker, barring they don't win by 25 yeah. here today. Yeah. Uh, however, there's still lots of games left, and anything can happen. And you know, there's all this talk about how the the, the crossover is guaranteed. Well, I don't think it's guaranteed. I mean, if Sass loses next week in Winnipeg, yeah. and Montreal wins, or, or Hamilton wins a couple of these games, they you know they got to be outright winner to cross over. So it's going to be an interesting finish to the season down the stretch and they've got a lot of western teams left on the schedule and you know it's, it's the schedule again like we get you guys we play home and home with saskatchewan then we get four out of five against you guys and then we have road and road against ottawa we play them twice in a row with a bye week in between both games in ottawa like <laughs> strange schedule makers we have we only have two home games left wow one thing Toronto has done really well this season is is create points on their with their defense yeah. five defensive returns for yeah. touchdowns turnovers for touchdowns how, how important is that like that's one thing that's definitely glaringly missing from seasons past with Hamilton yeah um well you guys saw again uh the gate first game in Toronto close game Chris Edwards pick six knife Right, you know what it's like. You get there are there are certain times in a game, and that, that my broadcast partner Natalia J says, six plays, six plays in a game are going to determine the game. And if you can get a couple of those big plays, and you know what it's like in terms of momentum, oh man, you can be going well, and then a pick six in the other direction, and it's tough mentally to come back from those. You look at last week's game, and you look at the stats. I mean, time of possession just lopsided beyond belief. Twenty only. T- Less than 22 yep. minutes for Toronto. First downs were 25 to 15 for Hamilton. Two and outs, six caused by Hamilton, only two by Toronto. Yardage, 50% more for Hamilton. Yet, people say that was the biggest blow of the year because of the scoreboard. Sure. It, it really, is it just come down to turnovers or was there, was there something else, some kind of mental game going on? Last week it did. Um, you know, Peters, he baited him twice and the third one I don't know what Dane was thinking when he was getting sacked and decided to throw the lollipop up to the sideline um, but twice I was just all Peter's making really good plays yeah. and, and and plays that Dane wishes he had back obviously but man uh, Peter's is really he's that was kind of his coming out party nationally last week he's been that good for the, the year and he got hurt last year but the time he was here last year he's really good well it'll be Critical to watch him and how his matchup today. What do, what do you think is going to be the key uh, for today's game? Um, from a Toronto perspective, I guess, and from a Hamilton perspective, 
uh, either limiting or getting the offense from Hamilton's perspective going. Uh, you got Newman in here, and you know he's obviously a good quarterback because Georgia doesn't recruit bad quarterbacks from other good programs. So there's something there, but we haven't seen it. Now, how's he going to handle what Corey Mace is going to do today as a first-game starter? That's the whole thing. If, if, if the Ticats score 21 offensive points today, I think they've got a shot. If they don't, I think it'll be an Argo win. And Toronto struggled against backup quarterbacks this season. All year. Don't, don't rub that in. <laughs> <laughs> Calgary, Ottawa, Hamilton, like Montreal, the, the, the hook is made. The guy comes in off the bench, and all of a sudden he looks like a combination of Warren Moon and Doug Flutie all rolled up into one. Well, I'm going to knock on wood to not uh, jinx, jinx today. Well, folks, we have been speaking with the enemy as presented by Red Tag. He is Mike Hogan of TSN 1050. The Argonauts play-by-play voice. And he had to get that Come in. Come on. His Give me one, Bubba. Can you just have a great call tonight, right? <laughs> just to enjoy your call and enjoy your pre-post-game show on, when you're Bob. talking about the Tiger Cats and how close the East is. Folks, we have all <laughs> kinds of things coming up on the pre-game show. The Journey Rewards pre-game show has presented uh, the Tiger Cats and here on TigerCats.ca and the Tiger Cats Audio Network.